Welcome to The Heightening, a place for those who are answering the call of God to fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. I am so happy that you have come back to join our series of Diversifying Your Income. I am excited to have with me today April Tyler, business owner, equities trader, entrepreneur. April is amazing, uh, to say the least. And yes, I'm a little biased. You may find out later why. But let me tell you a little bit about this woman. Uh, She's a serial entrepreneur a former U.S. Army finance officer, and yes, she's a cheerleader. So listen, this is our third woman business owner that's a part of this series that's a cheerleader. And for those of you who don't understand the uniqueness of being a cheerleader, you need to get one in your life. You need someone (laughs) who is going to be there to support you, to celebrate you. That's how you find success. You find success and having others celebrate you. So I'm going to stop there. I want to welcome you, April. April, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes. So you know what we're talking about. We're talking about diversifying our income. And in your introduction, I told everyone that you're a business owner, you're an Mm -hmm. equity trader, and you're a serial entrepreneur. Tell us about yourself. Tell us why you call yourself a serial entrepreneur. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think anyone that gives themselves that title, if someone, you just can't really put your finger on one business venture. And it kind of goes back to the topic of uh, this podcast, diversifying your income. It's sort of the same thing in terms of your career. You can't put, you know, all of your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So for me, you know, I'm a creative type. I, you know, I'm interested in a bunch of different things. And so for me, it's always been important to make sure that I have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, E, F, and so on. And so for me, that's just why, aside from just loving the aspect of business, It's just important for me to make sure that, you know, I always have a backup plan. And so I enjoy it. Great. And you're good at it. Not only do you enjoy it, but you're good at it. Pick one business. Tell us about your agency. So I run an agency. It's called the Pink Light Agency. I started it in 2006. Um, It actually started as a hobby. I was still in the military at the time. Um, I knew that I would be uh, ETSing. Um, And so – at the time, I was working in the finance uh, industry, and I knew finance was not where I saw myself long term. I knew that when I got out of the Army, I wanted to do something something else, and I, I needed it to be something that I would enjoy. And so I was doing promotions on the side, just, you know, just for fun, a passive income kind of thing. And I'm like, 
you know, hey, let me, you know, let me see if I can really take this full time. And so started my agency in 2006. And again, it started as kind of a hobby. Little to no effort, I was really making, you know, a nice little income on the side. And when I got out of the Army, I said, you know what, what if I actually gave this some full-time attention? So in 2009, I, I was living in D.C. at the time. I decided to move to Atlanta, and that's where it happened. It took off. To be honest, the first few years was a struggle. It was, but I planned for it. But I feel like by 2012, I kind of caught my second wind, and I knew that my agency was, you know, this was it for me. I enjoyed it and never really felt like a job. So yeah, it, you know, that's what I, that's been my primary business up until 2020 when the pandemic hit. So my agency, we, uh, I provide experiential marketing staffing, trade show staffing. Um, that is the meat and potatoes of my agency. We do other things, but trade show staffing, experiential marketing staffing, um, event staffing is what is the core of my agency. And so when 2020 hit, obviously, the trade show industry has been crippled. And so, you know, that's where we are now. Again, it kind of goes back to diversifying your income and your income sources. So right now we are, we're stalled. But the great thing about me and what I, I think is important for a lot of your listeners to understand is that, again, having a plan B, C, D, and so on is so important. So tell us what's different for you as a result of the pandemic. You mentioned that the trade show business is at a standstill right now, but you were prepared. Mm-hmm. You were prepared to yes. launch that next plan. So tell us what that mm-hmm. next plan was. So for me, trading was a part-time thing up until now. That is now my primary focus. And sort of um, a blessing in disguise for me because I've always really kind of wanted to learn more about the stock market, really focus in and hone in on my craft and, and kind of perfect it. So this year has really given me the opportunity to do that. It's kind of forced me to sit down and, hey, you know, I've taken uh, additional courses. Um, I have a, a one of my Trading mentors, Timothy Sykes is a great guy. Look him up on YouTube, you know, lots and lots and lots of trading courses that I think would be beneficial for anyone that is interested in trading. You know, I started with him, and, you know, that's just really been my my primary focus now, and, you know, it's, it's been great. So, now, when you trade, do you trade for yourself or do you trade for others? I trade solely for myself. I am not a part of a hedge fund. I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't even feel comfortable. You know, I get people all the time that are like, hey, you know, can you help me? Or, yeah, I can help you. I can teach you or I can point you in the direction. But I certainly, I'm not in a place where I would feel comfortable trading with other people's money. But listen, (laughs) I'm all for pointing you in the right direction. You know, because it's something that you're interested in, you would want to learn it anyway. So um, that's always the direction I point people in. Listen, I can point you in the right direction so that you can learn for yourself. So, um, yeah, I just trade with solely with my, my own money. I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty in that when someone sees you being successful and they want to be a part of that, 
you mm-hmm. help them understand how they can find success, what is the best way that yeah. they can move forward. A lot of times we as individuals, when we experience some level of success and mm-hmm. people want to be a part of that, we step out of our lane yeah. because someone is right. Someone's asking us for something, so we believe, oh, well, if they're asking, I need to meet that need. So then you step yeah. out of what you should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're actually else. stepping out your purpose, you're stepping outside of your purpose, and it may not be your purpose to be a teacher of trading or a teacher of whatever. Your purpose could just be, you know, because people get, people really are excited when they see other people making successful moves. I can't tell you how many times I get DMs on Instagram, you know, hey girl, you know, and I, it's, I always do this copy and paste, yeah, you know, this is what I do, and you know, here's a resource here if you're interested, that kind of thing. People get excited when they see your success, and they get excited but not really wanting to put in the work, you know, to kind of learn for themselves. You know, they think it's in, instantaneous success, and they never really see what goes behind it. They never see the, the hours and the late-night classes, you know, that, that you've had to, you know, take to kind of get to where you are. And so, yeah, I'm all for helping in that way. So we encourage you, those who are listening, we encourage you, stay in your lane. Yes, as cheerleaders, celebrate, be celebrated, have that support system, but be very clear and intentional about what your purpose is and stay Mm -hmm. there. So I have another question for you. How does, um, we're talking about diversifying income, Mm -hmm. and you are my first guest who does not have earned income, meaning you don't work for someone else. Right. All of right. your income is from your businesses, the businesses that you mm-hmm. own. So I have one question for you, and then I have a follow-up. But first question is, okay. how does dividends and capital gains provide income? Is that like a part of a short-term income strategy, or is it a long-term income strategy? So dividends would be a part of a long-term investing strategy, so to speak. So these dividends are going to be paid out by your Microsoft, your um, your Apple, those types of stocks. We call them blue chip stocks because they're the, the big stocks. We know they're going to be, these are companies that are going to be around forever. You know, they're, they're not going anywhere, um, and they tend to pay dividends. Um, Amazon is one of the bigger companies. They do not pay dividends, and it's it's probably because Jeff Bezos just doesn't believe he needs the income. But um, definitely a long-term income strategy when it comes to dividends because they pay out usually quarterly. Um, capital gains typically come from the sale of a stock. So that is where I make the majority of my money. I'm what's called a day trader um, or swing trader. I typically buy and sell a stock. Um, if not the same day, usually the same week. Um, I don't hold my spot for for long. So that is where I get my what you would call capital gains. And so that would be for for me, that's a short term income strategy um, because it, you know, I guess you can call me impatient. I pers- I I have a little bit of Apple, I have a little bit of Microsoft, but the majority of my trading income comes from capital gains through the sale of um, stock, usually, again, same day or same week. So thank you for sharing that. That was some valuable information. So when we talk about diversifying our income and we talk about the multiple streams, um, April is bringing a new perspective to us. 
the idea of your income strategy having a short-term perspective and a long-term perspective. So thank you for giving us that, that insight. So another question for you. How did you structure your life so that the earned income is not one of your streams currently? So, again, it goes back to having a backup plan, always having a backup plan. And, and that seven stream of income concept, it's so important. I don't know if, uh, if you've talked about what the seven streams of income are when it comes to generating wealth for yourself, but you have your earned income, your profit income, your interest income, your dividend income, your rental income, capital gains, and, of course, royalties. And you can kind of structure it however, you know, that concept to your life, however, works best for you. But it's important to have at least a few of those seven. So, again, going back to what I was saying about always having a backup plan, like, you know, I've always kind of gone through life planning for the future. Again, when I was in the Army, I knew that that was not going to be – I wasn't going to retire. I knew my, my um, goal in going – into the Army was to go to college. And once that happened, you know, I got what I needed and, okay, it's time for me to move on to the next phase of my life. And I started my agency, but I knew that, you know, hey, if something happens, you know, what, what now? So, the, again, trading has always been something that I was interested in. I remember when I was 20, um, I just I felt sort of intimidated. By the idea of the stock market, I always felt like it was a boys' club. Um, it just felt like, you know, it was, it was just always, like, really intimidating. And I think at the end um, of 20, 2010 um, was when I was like, you know what, I need to sit down and I need to learn this because, you know, these guys up in Wall Street, they're no smarter than I am. And so that's when my trading journey started. Um, but, I mean, you always, you always have to have a backup plan. I always tell people that um, rental income is a really good stream of income to make sure you have, in your, whether you're, um, you're buying houses and flipping them, whether you're um, buying property and renting it out, whether you're buying property and Airbnb, whether you're wholesaling, which is, something else that I kind of do on the side. Um, it's just, it's so important to, when it comes to structuring your life, to make sure you always have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. Because, again, if this pandemic hasn't taught us anything, it's just that nothing is certain. Um, you know, we go through life, you know, with blinders on, not really realizing that at any given moment, anything can happen. And so, that is the lesson that I've taken from this whole crazy time that we're in. Um, but, it, again, it's been a blessing in disguise for me. And hopefully, I think, you know, I hope that a lot of people um, will kind of take heed to that and, and realize the importance of making sure that you're okay no matter what. Thank you, April, for sharing the strategy and the fact that you started planning earlier in your life about what mm -hmm. and how you wanted things to look. I want to speak to two 
people who may be two types of people who may be listening to the podcast mothers and young women mm-hmm. april mentioned that she chose to go to the army and she was very specific in her purpose she went into the mm-hmm. military to go to college mm-hmm. which indicates that she thought about how she was going to um, set herself up financially to mm-hmm. pay for college so that she can do what she wanted to do next. So April, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that choice and that decision and what you expected or where you expected to be financially after being in the military to go to college? Well, when I made the decision to go into the military, I was young. I was, it was right after high school. Um, so I really didn't have a general idea of what I, I knew that um, anything was better than where I was coming from because I, you know, I, I was, I did not come from a family where I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Like the military was my only option to go to college and that was fine. I was willing to do that. But the great thing about the military is, you know, aside from, you know, a steady paycheck, the opportunity to go to college, you know, being able to literally travel the world and live in different countries. I didn't realize what I was leaving the military with until I got out. Um, Being able to purchase my home, that in itself was a blessing through, you know, the VA loan. That I didn't even realize how much of an impact that would have on my future. Just little things like that I, I, I wasn't really aware of. You know, healthcare now, that is something, if you have any veteran listeners, they know how important healthcare is and it's something, it's a, a benefit that we get, you know, just from being in the military, having been in the military. So, yeah, I don't think I was really aware until later on in life how the military would benefit my life, um, but it contributed in a lot of great ways, and so, um, yeah. Yeah, so your financial well-being, and I encourage anyone, mm-hmm. um, as you're listening to the podcast, did you think about how or where you want to be financially after college? As mm-hmm. I was planning, my husband and I were planning for our children to go to college. That was a key part of our conversation. Where are you going to be financially at the end of that experience? Um, did mm-hmm. you want to be in debt? And our answer for them was no, we do not want mm-hmm. you to be in debt when you complete your college experience. We want right. it, we want you to be at a certain have a certain freedom in terms of what your next step or your next phase in life was going to be. And to execute that, you know, we had to start early to start mm-hmm. having those conversations about how well you need to do in high school to put yourself in a position to receive scholarships for college. Um, so thank you for sharing how your experience put you in a position, even though you didn't know it. You didn't know yeah, it. Yeah, I did time, know it. I had, yeah. But it helped you land you in a, you know, a strong financial situation to move it definitely forward. set me up. Yes, it did. So, April, I want to thank you. I think that you have given us some great information to support diversifying our income. You've shared with individuals that they need to think short-term as well as long-term? Long-term, yes. Yes, you've given us insight of how 
on two occasions you've turned a hobby or a passion into profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so I, important because you really, I mean, if you, if it's not something you love and enjoy, it's going to feel like a job and it's going to burn you out. So I, I, I think that's a great takeaway, making sure that whatever it is you do, make sure that you do it because you love it and you enjoy it, and then the money will just follow. Yes. So, April, because you have a life that you love and you have a job that gives you the life that you love, would you mind sharing with our listeners how to follow you on Instagram? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at April's Reality. Uh, one word, spelled just like it sounds, April's Reality. And April's Reality is a reality that we all would want to have and desire to have. She is a world traveler. She is a music um, enthusiast. She has gifts and talents that truly, truly make it a blessing to know her. Um, I oh, am truly you. privileged to know April and not only to know her, <laughs> but to love her. I love her deeply. And I thank you for taking the time to be a part of this with me uh, Absolutely. and sharing, sharing with the audience. And um, any last words, any piece of advice, one last piece of advice? Well, I would just tell everyone to stay safe. Um, during this time, make sure you're taking care of your yourself, your mental health during this time, and to also use this time to be productive. Like, you know, we um, as people, we kind of, you know, we kind of get caught up in the rat race and life and moving so quickly, and I kind of feel like this time has kind of forced us all to kind of sit down. So just use this time, per, you know, to be productive and, you know, figure some things out again the topic of this discussion is diversifying your income. So, you know, really just sit down and take advantage of this time that we have and think about your future. April, thank you. I think that is a great tip. During a pandemic, consider, process, personal productivity. What can you do personally to be more productive Mm -hmm. and more profitable? April, thank you for sharing. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.theheightening.com.